This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with the doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Atlanta. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We broadcast every Thursday at 11 a.m. on WWE Real 1100 a.m. We also live stream on the web. You can stream our show on www.real1100.com, and you can watch on our Facebook Live. This is now streaming on the Old Fashioned Health Network Facebook page on the WWE Facebook page and on the Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa Facebook page. So I hope you all have had a great week. I am looking forward to yet another amazing, amazing show and cannot wait to introduce our guest to you today. So like we do every week, we are going to do our shout outs. So Shout outs to my number one fan. Good morning, Mom. Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Chesapeake, Virginia, Houston, Texas, Seattle, Washington, Hampton, Virginia, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina, Gadsden, Alabama, Washington, D.C., Woodbridge, Virginia, Center, Alabama, Hobbs, New Mexico, Columbus, Georgia, and... Because I love new listeners. I was very excited last week that so many new listeners uh, joined us. So I'm going to welcome to the family uh, Temecula, California, Opelika, Alabama, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, Lusby, Maryland, and College Park, Georgia. Thank you all so very much for joining us and listening to our show every week. So now, um, as I said, we are part of the Old Fashioned Health Network, and we now, um, if you missed the show, um, the, the live show uh, here at, on WWE Real 1100 AM, um, we also uh, broadcast on our podcast station. So um, this podcast can be heard, or this show can be heard on the following podcast platforms on iTunes. Google and Captivate. Um, and we also next week will be live streaming on the Dr. Carissa YouTube channel. Um, so please make sure that you tune in and support that. And I appreciate that in advance. So let's see announcements. So next month, uh, January 2021, our show turns six months old. And I am just completely blown away that it's been six months already. You know, they say that time flies when you're having fun. And this has been um, such a, a fun project for me. Um, and so we are going to do a giveaway to celebrate our six month birthday. So I will make the announcements on how to enter and what prizes we have um, next week. And so the 
contest will run over the holiday because next week will be our last live broadcast for 2020. Uh, and we're going to take a break for the holiday. But while we're on break, um, you know, we will still uh, rebroadcast some shows. Um, we will still be active on our social media, of course. And so we will give you all uh, some sneak peeks as to what our giveaways will be. And so I have to thank in advance our sponsors, uh, Northwestern Mutual, and also our friends of the show um, who have uh, been guests of the show and have pro- had products and they have uh, generously uh, donated that um, as a giveaway. And so we'll talk about that um, more next week. So now on to our show. So this week was a little bit different because I had planned to talk about something else. And then a wonderful opportunity fell into my lap to talk about something else. And so I said, okay, you know what? We're going to go for it. We're going to just change our programming and today talk about our feet. Now, I know that some people say feet, ew, you know, and you just kind of get right into that and, you know, feel that they're kind of gross and stinky and and all of those things. And so, and yes, sometimes those things do happen as well, but our feet are very, very important. So I'm going to take a minute and share a personal story uh, from my childhood um, about my feet. So I have incredibly narrow, narrow feet. They are better now that I am an adult, but still narrow. But as a child, they were just impossibly narrow. And so I have to um, give thanks. And every time I think about this story, you know, I I want to thank my mother because she is most certainly a saint. And when we finish this story, you'll understand why. So very, very narrow feet, impossibly narrow feet. And every year when it's time to do uh, shoe shopping for the new school year, um, you know, we would go through this ordeal. This went on for years, right? So we would go to, you know, your regular department store um, in my hometown in Norfolk, Virginia. And we would, you know, try on shoes. I would find shoes that I absolutely loved and had to have and that would just make me, you know, just just a star, you know, in, in my own mind. And would try on the shoe and, of course, it would not fit. It would be long enough, but it would be too wide and, you know, just all kinds of things. And so the salespeople would do just incredibly, incredible feats of architecture inside these shoes. You know, they would be padding on the walls and at the toes and supports at the heels and, you know, all of this stuff to make this shoe fit. And so I'll put my foot in the shoe and it would fit and I would be incredibly happy because these are the shoes that I wanted, but then I would go to take a step and would step right out of the shoe. Like I said, impossibly narrow feet. And so my mother, bless her heart, would take me from store to store to store, um, you know, and trying on different shoes and none of them would fit ever. And every year we would end up at a specialty shoe store called, I believe it was Herschler Shoes, that was in the Granby area um, of Norfolk, Virginia. And by specialty shoes, you know, I I would say as a kid that specialty shoes translated to ugly shoes because they were like the orthopedic shoes, like for people who really, really had, had issues with their feet. And me being the picky person that I am, true confessions today, right? Um, 
that I would find the one pair of shoes that I could live with and I would have to get them in every color because that was my only option of shoe that would fit that I actually would like and therefore would wear. So we would go through all the, my mother and I would go through this. This would, would be like weeks of trying on shoes. And this was every summer, every August, um, before back to school in September. And I can remember telling her, because I was so distressed by this, by not being able to wear whatever shoe, you know, I liked. And I remember telling her that if ever there was a day that I could wear, go to a regular store and try on a shoe and wear that shoe out of the store, there would be no end to the number of shoes that I would have. I would buy every shoe that I could fit, that I liked. And thus was born my shoe obsession. And so time went on and eventually my feet got a little bit wider. And sure enough, I love shoes. I, I love them. I love them with heels. I love flats. I love sneakers. You name it. I love flip-flops, wedges. I, I love them all. And I, I have never, as, as an adult now, I have yet to meet a pair of shoes um, that I do not like. Um, and so just a little little sneak peek into, into my craziness, I guess. But enough about me. Let's talk about our feet. So there are 26 bones, 30 joints, and more than 20 muscles, uh, tendons, and ligaments that make up the human foot. These structures work together to provide the four functions of the foot, support and posture, balance, mobility, and shock absorption. So a lot of the times, you know, we don't think about the shock absorption, but the amount of force that we put down with every step or if we're jumping or running, all of that force is absorbed by your foot. And it is transmitted carefully up your legs and such because, um, and being an ER doc, I have seen, unfortunately, where people have landed on their feet like from a great height and that force gets transmitted and you wouldn't believe the amount of devastation that can happen there. Shattered feet, shattered legs, broken kneecaps, all of that just because of landing, um, you know, in an improper way from a certain height. So the feet are our foundation. And so it's paramount that we take good care of them, right? So as I said, the foot is composed of 26 bones and divided for anatomical purposes into three parts. So you have the forefoot, which is really your toes, and then you have the midfoot, which is mostly your arch, and the hind foot, which is mostly your heel for the most part. So fun facts about your foot. Your fifth toe, or the pinky toe as people sometimes call it, is really the unsung hero of your body. So without your fifth toe, that little small toe, that sometimes you don't even polish the nail, you don't even think about it and give it its due, right? But after today, you will, right? So without your fifth toe, you could not skip, you could not run, and you could not walk. All because of that little teeny tiny toe. The big toe and the fifth toe are the workhorses of the foot. And so they are responsible for providing um, the propulsion force needed 
in order for us to walk and run and so on and so forth. So, you know, really, if you had to separate from your toes, and the goal is to keep all 10, but if you had to separate from your toes, your second, third, and fourth toe pretty much are just kind of there, but the big toe and the little toe are the ones that really, if you lose them or if they're damaged in any way, really can cause you um, a great amount of disability. Um, when it term when, when we're talking about you know your ability to walk and run and and do all of the things that we need to do to get about in the world. So now, when we talk about mobility, um, we need to talk about you know how is it that we walk? You know, of course, um, you know when we're babies or when we have babies and we're you know teaching our babies to walk, we don't really think about all of the mechanics that go into the simple act of walking. We're just impressed when our babies have the balance to stand and, you know, take those first steps. That's an amazing part of, of parenthood. But the first step in walking is to strike the ground with your heel. And from the heel, you roll through the step from your heel to your toe. And then you push off on your toes. And the last step is to swing the other leg forward and repeat the process over and over and over and over and over again. So as you can imagine, any disruption in any part of the foot, um, or the three parts of the foot, because we remember that, right, can lead to a change in your gait. And your gait is how you look when you walk. So through the activities of living, your feet can structurally change over time, um, and that can cause a reshaping of your foot that can lead to uh, foot problems, right? So when we come back, we will talk about, our, we will uh, introduce our guest, and then later on we'll talk about some, some common foot problems. We will be, this is Dr. Carissa Hines. You are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and we will be right back after a short commercial break. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. First Step Staffing is the largest nonprofit alternative staffing agency in the country. First Step prioritizes hiring men and women experiencing homelessness, veterans, and returning citizens. With support like job coaching and transportation, we help individuals reconnect and succeed in the workforce. With six locations around the country, 1,700 men and women are employed weekly. So if you are looking to hire or you know someone that is looking for work, visit FirstStepStaffing.com. Why choose Just for Pets Wellness Center? Compassionate pet care services featuring an experienced veterinary team to superior customer service in a caring and friendly environment. We offer individual attention and tailored treatment for each pet. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Something you call love 
but confess You've been a messin' where you shouldn't have been a messin' And now someone else is getting all your best These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you and we are back. That is a, a famous song by uh, the legendary Nancy Sinatra. These boots are made for walking. And anybody that has uh, been in a relationship and left, I think you have probably played that song a time or three. Maybe I'm just talking about myself. But anyway, let me introduce you to our fabulous guest. Let me tell y'all, I have been blessed to meet incredible, incredible people in my life. Um, and that continues. Um, I've met... Um, our guest um, recently in person, but met her through a Facebook group. Um, so that talks to a testament to the power of social media. And let me tell you, she is absolutely amazing. Um, and so our guest today is Dr. Taryn Rose. Dr. Taryn Rose is an orthopedic surgeon who became a shoe designer in order to give women shoes that felt good as well as looked good. Her vision for comfort meets fashion was disruptive in 1998 when she created the Salon Comfort Niche in the shoe industry. The Taryn Rose brand was carried in major U.S. department stores like Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Macy's, Lord & Taylor, and hundreds more independent boutiques. Her brand grew through word of mouth and the extensive press coverage from Oprah, Today, Good Morning America, CNN, The New York Times, People, L, and many others. Dr. Rose grew her business to $40 million before selling to private equity just before the Great Recession of 2008. Currently, Dr. Rose is launching, or I should say has launched, a new brand of footwear and technology with her par partner, Enrico Cuny. Their patented technology, Alia, A-L-I-A, provides a dynamic, smart support for all shoes, but is so lightweight and low profile, it can be used even in stilettos. Dr. Rose believes this technology will disrupt the footwear market by helping to grow market size in an industry with few true innovations in the dress shoe category. Dr. Rose has a keen sense of what women need and credits her success to being an outsider in the industry but being able to get inside the customer's head and, of course, walk in her shoes. Her current obsession is how to give women the best of both worlds, the convenience of e-commerce and the high-touch service of brick and mortar. Convenience, creativity, community are the three C's of her ideal retail experience. Dr. Rose is a single mother of three children and is engaged to her partner, Enrico Cuny. She is an avid yogi, skier, traveler, and is planning to wear high heels into her 90s and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Dr. Taryn Rose. Dr. Rose, hello. Hello, Dr. Hines. Hello. How are you? I am well. I am well. I am well. I was so impressed in reading your bio. I'm like, I know some bad women. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just, again, always humbled and honored to be in the presence of, of 
business women and women innovators, and, and I'm going to add you um, to that list. And so I'm going to tell everybody, so these shoes that Dr. Taryn Rose and her partner Enrico Cuny make are absolutely amazing. So as I told you all in the beginning of the show, I have very, very narrow feet. And so, you know, wearing high heels, I always want to wear high heels, but they never really are comfortable. But like many women, I suffer the discomfort because I want to be cute. We've all been there, right? Wearing shoes that hurt your feet, but they look good. And I will tell you, so I, I did a fitting um, with, with uh, Enrico Cuny and, and Dr. Rose, and it was the most amazing experience of shoe buying that I've ever, 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 ever had. My feet were measured, and so that measurement will translate into almost, you would say, like a custom shoe that is customized to how my foot is built. And so today, even though, you know, this is radio and you can't see, but I will post pictures, um, I am wearing the Beverly boot. Um, this is my first time wearing these, and I'm so excited. I was so excited to put them on today. Um, wearing the Beverly boot. This is a four-inch heel. I never could wear. You know, I, I'm a three-inch girl. Actually, it's four and a half inches. See, look at that. See, I am a three-inch girl. I don't even go into four-inch territory, but I am rocking it today. Walking very comfortably, not wobbling at the ankles, not looking like I'm hunched over, you know, like I, I'm, I'm needing help. Um, these shoes are absolutely amazing, and they fit like like a cloud. I, I just can't can't say anything anything more good about them. But enough about me, and we're going to talk about these fabulous shoes in a little bit more. But let's get into it. So now, how do you know, like as a patient, because like I said, you know, particularly women, but some men too, you know, that we um, we wear shoes for fashion, but not for comfort. Um, right. And as a result, we have, you know, the foot pain. But how do we know when that foot pain is more than just an improperly fit, fitted shoe? Sure, that's a, a great question. Um, if you are still having pain without shoes, let's say you're walking barefoot, mm. or if you're laying in bed, then that is not shoe-related. Um, for example, my own personal experience um, I had a bunion on my right side that was fine. You know, it maybe wasn't the most attractive thing in the world, but it was fine for years. And then after my third baby, I noticed that it was starting to ache. And it continued to ache and hurt until one day I realized I'm sitting in bed, no shoes on, and it's just absolutely throbbing. So that was when I decided, okay, it's now it's time to have surgery because I can't be not able to sleep because my bunion is throbbing. Right. So, you know, that I, I can attest from my own personal experience that this is a good way to gauge. Or let's say there's another common problem that we see, which is you get out of bed and suddenly it feels like a knife going right straight up your heel. That's a sign of plantar fasciitis. Mm. So it, it's, and what plantar fasciitis is, is you have this band of very tough tissue along from, that starts at the, your heel and goes along your arch. Mm-hmm. And that can tighten up and you end up having pain. 
They don't really know the cause, um, but it's a very common problem. So that doesn't have anything to do with shoes at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the primary uh, advice that I give. If you're not wearing shoes and you're still having pain, you should go see your your doctor to see if this is something that should be addressed. Okay. And so let's talk about the the over-the-counter orthotics because, mm-hmm. you know, as I was sharing um, in the story, um, you know, I, with these narrow feet when I was a kid, you know, that there would be just incredible feats of architecture happening inside my shoes <laughs> um, in order to get me to wear, you know, for them to fit. And they never would fit. I would just, you know, just step right out of them. Um, right. <laughs> so, you know, the orthotics industry has become quite large. You know, I, I'll mention Dr. Scholes, but there are others, you know, that have stepped sure. into that industry as well. And so, you know, in your opinion, are they really helpful or, you know, is it a thing? Well, a, a two part question. So are they really helpful? And how do you know what is the right one? You know, because I don't know what until I met you and, you know, we talked about my foot. I didn't really know what my foot needed inside a shoe. Right, right. So let, let's take uh, one step back, okay. which is to um, point out that the uh, Foot and Ankle Society of um, the Society of Orthopedic Surgeons did a study, and it showed that whether you buy off-the-shelf standard orthotics from the store or if you get custom orthotics, People generally get the same uh, efficacy. It works the same for Mm -hmm. them. So you don't need to worry that, okay, you know, I've got to spend a lot of money on orthotics for it to work, for the most part. There there are some people who are very extreme and really should only be in custom orthotics. Like my own foot. (laughs) I know I'm talking a lot about my foot. (laughs) Well, but you know, this is maybe but that's you know why what I have the a shoe feet company well, exactly. Issues, you know, <laughs> when you talk when you start talking about your feet, you know, because that's one of the things that nobody wants to talk about. But when you start talking about it, it is a very personal thing because all of us can relate to being in you know improperly fitted shoes or yes. you know having foot pain or having you know foot challenges. Um, so you know, yeah, it's a very personal topic <laughs> that nobody talks about. Yeah, and. You know, I have a very high arch, so mm. most custom orthotics out there are not going to work for me. And I do have custom orthotics for my running shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so that's you know, first you can try the the ones from the store, so that you don't spend a lot of money up front. Mm-hmm. The problem is, as you pointed out, how do you know what will what works? Um, I've seen Dr. Scholes have like a machine um, at Rite Aid, you mm-hmm. know, when you're waiting for your prescription and you're bored, <laughs> you're right. playing around with the, with the machine, and it, it gives advice. That's better than nothing, but right. it's still not going to be as customized as what you would get if you went out to get a custom orthotic. Sure. The other problem with orthotics is that it takes up volume in your shoe. In the shoe, right. Right? Mm-hmm. So in your case for running shoes, is probably a good thing. But in some cases, that's not a good thing because you then the shoes don't really fit, and then you go up in size, and then it's too long. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of issues with getting the right fit. And particularly in a dress shoe, 
that is sleek and sexy, you can't fit an orthotic inside it. Right. And that's why our shoes are so different is, you know, we have it built in. It is built in. It is so sleek and slim, you don't notice. In fact, it enhances the beauty because it arches where your arch is. So, you know, it looks super sexy. So it doesn't look heavy, um, our shoes. So um, that's going to be the problem with just going to the store and getting orthotics. But the good news is, you know, they're usually around $20. So if you make a mistake, it's not, uh, you know. Right. You haven't broken the bank. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because I I have done that. You are are telling my story, Dr. Rose. (laughs) Because I have bought all kinds of the little, you know, the pads and the heel things and, you know, the actual slip-ons. And then you put your your foot inside the shoe and it's too tight. And now it hurts. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so now, you know, I have shoes that I can't wear because they don't fit when I don't put supports in them. And then they fit too well with the, you know, with the supports. and So trying to, you know, I have gotten out scissors and trimmed them up and I've done all kinds of of just nonsense (laughs) just to... To keep my shoe obsession going. Um, so now let me ask you. So now why is it that some people, and by people I'm going to speak to to women or men if you like to wear high heels. That's your thing. Um, so why are some people able to just wear high heel shoes just, you know, in their natural feet? Because I, I have a cousin who wears, she can wear five inch heels. And I'm always amazed that she's right. very elegant and poised. Me, I'm looking like, girl, please take those shoes off and <laughs> sit down. So why can some people wear high heels and, and others not? Right. So let's first start with the fit issue. So um, I'm going to make an analogy. If the shoe industry were selling bra, they'd be selling everyone a C cup. Mm-hmm. Which means if you, you know, if you are buying a bra and you happen to be a C cup, fits great, right? Right. But if you're an A cup or a double D, um, not so much. Not so much. Mm-hmm. And that is what's happening with shoes, because when companies sell shoes, it's really only in one standard width and volume, mm-hmm. um, because shoe sizes only measure length. It doesn't measure any other dimension. Mm-hmm. So if you start looking, you realize, oh my gosh, someone could, two people could have the exact same length, but completely different shapes, volumes, proportions. So the shoe industry just expects you to put up with the fact that, you know, what they're selling you isn't your volume. So in your case, Dr. Hines, you are very narrow and slim, meaning the Mm -hmm. volume, you don't have any meat on those (laughs) feet, you know? (laughs) So in a heel, that is a disaster because you're just floating around Mm -hmm. inside the heel, Mm -hmm. sliding forward, banging your toes. So after 30 minutes, your toes are screaming Mm -hmm. and you're feeling unbalanced because you are swimming around on top of four inches right and and that it, it, it's it's can it's really important for heels to fit very precise 
at a little snug at first because you're mm-hmm. you're up high. Right. You know, you can't you can't wear heels like um, you wear maybe sneakers. Right. Um, when you're up high, you've got to be very precisely fitted and snug, but not painful. Right. So um, it's, it's it's like ski boots. <laughs> you get to that point where that is just right. Exactly. Uh, and it's it's really important to take the time. And that's why in our line, we made the investment to offer 35 different fits and proportions wow. per size. Wow. Yeah, so when we saw you, we said, okay, this is the lacet that she needs, this is the arch that she needs. And in your case, you were quite extreme, so you needed certain customizations too. But mm-hmm. even in our standard offering, we offer 35 different fits, combinations of different fits. So my, I'm kind of the opposite of yours, foot type. I have a wider forefoot, but I'm also very flat. Mm-hmm. I don't have much meat on my feet either, but I'm wider in the front in proportion to my length. So that's a different proportion. Um, and then we have, so you're at that one extreme, I'm at another extreme. So your cousin <clears throat> happens to be that C cup of shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. She, she has that proportion, and so she is less bothered by heels. She's probably going to still have uh, metatarsal pain, the ball of foot pain, but um, in general, the shoes will fit her um, without any complications because she happens to have the right proportions and size. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never thought about shoes as a one-size-fits-all type scenario, but it sounds like it is. Yeah. In in a certain dimension. That's why you've been struggling for years. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I have a ton of what I call two-tip shoes. So I'm going to tip to wherever I'm going, and then I save a tip to tip back to the car. And I may have one tip around the dance floor, but that is pretty much it. So they're two, maybe three-tip shoes. They're gorgeous, <laughs> but that's all that's going to happen in these shoes. They're going to look really, really cute. <laughs> You're right, right. But, but that's not because, you. I mean, you know, I've seen women, and, and we've seen them, you've seen them, that, you know, you're at a function, you can always tell the women whose feet hurt. Right. You, oh can, you gosh, see yes. them, and it, it's yes. painful to watch them, and it's like, I have been there. I know I know that walk. You yes. know? It's like, <laughs> I know that walk. So now, let me ask you this, because my daughter, who is 12, mm-hmm. uh, soon to be 13, which I can't believe, she saw my shoes today, and she was about to fall out. Um, <laughs> and so she's just like, when can I wear heels so now I know that you know with children you know their feet you know her bones have not completely fused together you know her foot is still changing and growing and forming when is the best time to allow your teen your tween teens to start working with height in a shoe right um you know I I would say around 13, 14, or, or even earlier if they've started their menses mm-hmm. earlier. Okay. That, that means, you know, the, the, the growth plates are, are closing. So, uh-huh. um, but it's a matter of usually the, the young girls are not as comfortable with their balance. Mm-hmm. You know, they look really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where our technology helps, too, because 
the way we build the the shoes, you feel like you're ha, you have assisted walking. Right. Like the the Aaliyah technology moves with you, and then it corrects you back into the right position. That's why Aaliyah stands for active lift in alignment. Hmm. So so that nice. way, if you start to kind of tip over to one side, it it just naturally helps you back to regain your balance. Right. And uh, my again, my own experience, when we launched three years ago, my daughter was like, oh, no, no, you know, heels. She was, uh, let's see, 16 at the time. And she's like, no, I can't wear high heels. It's too scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she... We said, no, just put them on because we need uh, to test these shoes. And you are the right size. And when she put them on, she walked across the room like she owned the runway, right? Mm-hmm. And she turned around. She's like, oh, my God, I right. have to have these shoes. And it's because she felt confident in right. them. Right. So um, so the, the, I guess the most uh, direct answer is, around the time when they start their periods. Um, but also it depends on how comfortable they are with with their coordination. Well, she thinks she's ready. So, okay. <laughs> so I guess I guess the next time we have a fitting, I guess I'll have to bring her along. Yes, yes. And get her her first little pair of, of customized shoes, which really is, you know, just, just a cool, cool experience. So... If you go to EnricoCuny.com, and I'll post the, the link on, on the website, on our, or excuse me, on our Facebook page, um, you know, to see where they are in the world, because they are a traveling enterprise, um, and, you know, go from city to city um, with these pop-up events, and you can meet Enrico, who is absolutely fabulous and wonderful, and, um, you know, get your foot measured and I was quite you know I, I enjoyed it because you know I'm, I'm a shoe addict and so when he was talking so Enrico is Italian and and is from um, a, a city a town that is known for um, the profession of making shoes that's right and so you know when he was talking he was speaking in Italian and he was talking about how narrow my feet were and I picked up on a few words and I got tickled and I was like yeah they they really are you know because he was even going around my ankles and and just talking about how skinny my feet were which was which was hilarious but it really is a it's almost like a Cinderella experience seriously (laughs) because you get a shoe that is built for your foot Right, right. And the reason we don't sell to stores is, first of all, you can't stock all of the variations that we have, right? Right, <laughs> so, right. So, um, it, and it's not easy to teach people in the stores to do the fitting properly. Um, and by the way, we do virtual fittings, which nice. I say is just as good. Um, maybe you're missing out on the Prosecco and, and, and Rico. <laughs> Which is massaging your feet, but um, (laughs) but there it's really good. So um, how our website works now is when you make your purchase, you will get instructions on how to take your pictures Mm -hmm. and upload them. And the people making our the shoes in in our factory, we own our own factory, actually have pictures of your feet while they're making shoes. So they can do little adjustments. They can, you know, we we study to see what is going to be the best fit. 
um, because we offer um, free returns and exchanges um, if the shoes don't fit. So we want to get it right as much as possible the first time. It's it's not always a hundred percent, but we're we're really quite good. Um, so you know our return rate is only seven percent, which is wow. Much lower than industry standard at thirty five percent. Right. Well, like I said, I, I am. I'm. I'm. I give the testimony. Like I, I never imagined wearing four and a half inch heels and and walking in them, <laughs> and they they feel just just amazing. And I I feel I'm I'm a little bit taller, so I'm I'm a short person. I'm almost five four, and so you know now I feel like you know I've got a little height. You know I've got a little. Well, now your height extra. matches your personality. There we go. There we go. I feel like I have a little bit of bravado there, you know. So now let's talk about Enrico Cuny shoes. How did you decide to enter into the shoe industry? Because that, that is quite, um, I, I love your story and how you pivoted from being an orthopedic surgeon to right. being a shoe designer. I mean, it seems like, you know, that it's like, yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but I'm sure that there is a, a, a story behind that, and we'd love to hear it. Sure. Um, when I was in residency, and you, know, you all know a, a medical residency is grueling. Brutal, You're at yes. the hospital for you know, 12 hours a day. That's an, a normal day, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, like you, fashionista. I loved um, fashion. So on days that I could dress up, I always wore heels. Um, but, you know, they were not comfortable. So I was like you, trying to reconstruct the Eiffel Tower inside my <laughs> shoes. And, right, right. <laughs> and, and so from my own personal experience, I was like, gosh, you know, if shoes were made right in the first place, we wouldn't have to go through this. Um, and then when I saw patients, I realized that so many women didn't need surgery. They just needed proper fitting shoes. Wow. And, and then, and shoes that they would love to wear. Um, I clearly remember one elderly woman, she was so sweet, and I, I walked in and I said, what can I do for you? And she's like, I just want to be able to wear nice heels to church. Mm. That was her chief complaint. It was so adorable. Wow. And then my male attending says, oh, well, just wear tennis shoes if you're not comfortable. And I'm thinking, he doesn't get it. She's not going to be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. No. She's not going to want to wear sneakers to, to church. She's not so, going to match her church hat. That is not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So so um, I realized that you know there was no one um, that un- understood the woman's psyche as well as, mm-hmm. well as the woman's anatomy. Um, and also combined with my love of fashion, I decided, well, you know, let me, let me try to build shoes that start with the philosophy of comfort, but not compromise on the, the, the looks. And so that's when I started my first company, uh, which was named Taryn Rose. Um, unfortunately I, I sold that in 2008, and then um, the latest owner decided to stop um, with COVID. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to the brand going forward in the future. But um, anyways, with that line, I was able to get up to about a three-inch heel because Hmm. that's like the maximum I could go with the technology that I used 
at that time. Um, primarily, it was uh, called a cushioning material called poron, which um, is a shock-absorbing material that uh, was used with NASA. I discovered it in Diabetic Foot Clinic mm-hmm. because people with diabetes have to be very careful with their yes. footwear. Yes, indeed. Um, Right. Uh, with their neuropathy, they risk um, ulceration mm-hmm. and injuries to their feet. So we learned very well how to take care of these vulnerable feet. Um, but I also knew that, you know, they didn't like wearing their diabetic shoes because they were so ugly. Right. So my fifth year um, senior research was actually le- um, studying how to design more attractive diabetic shoes. So I learned about shoemaking from that. Um, But, you know, when when I started to write up my business plan of what I was going to do, I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to really just do diabetic shoes. That's not creative enough. So I went into fashion and brought all of my um, technical knowledge uh, and anatomical knowledge and biomechanics knowledge into building the shoes Um, And it it was great that I was an outsider because no one in the shoe industry was doing anything about it. Right. They figured, well, what are women going to do? They're going to go barefoot? No. So they were like you or me just trying to get fit. Right. Right. So so it was great to have someone from outside the industry to push the, the, the mindset that, you know, women deserve. To be more comfortable, women deserve the the best fitting shoes possible. Right. Um, so I did that for ten years and, and learned a lot. And I have to say, it was a grueling ten years. I was uh, completely burned out when I sold. And that's why I hmm. sold because I was so exhausted. Um, because it it sounds glamorous, right? Oh, designing shoes, but I was on the co- constantly going and going. I was traveling two hundred days out of the year. Wow. And, you know, during that time, I also had three you kids. Had your kids, so, right. Yeah. yeah so, that's... you know, I, I sold when the, the kids were toddlers. So I was able to spend the next yeah. uh, seven years with, the, with them, uh, raising them. Um, and then Enrico came into my life. We actually met when I started my first shoe company. Um, he was the best friend of the two Italian gentlemen who... Um, helped me build the shoes in Italy. Nice. And um, so he contacted me on Facebook again, the power of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I have an invention for, for shoes. And so I invited him to come and visit. And when I saw what he had done on my kitchen table, I said, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. This is the next revolution. Wow. Because I understood that what, he had invented was going to support our foot in a completely different way than what had been done in the past. Um, I saw that it supported the three arches of your foot. You actually have three arches. Everybody focuses on the medial, the inside arch, Mm -hmm. but you actually have three arches. So it's medial, lateral, and transverse going across your foot. Mm -hmm. So your, your midfoot is a dome. So you can't support a dome the same way that you support the Empire State Building, a high-rise. Right. So cushioning isn't going to help because it's not only compression 
pressure. It's you have to help with the entire entire tension structure of the foot too. Now I'm getting very um, architectural and engineering, but the bottom line is this is the kind of support that we need. Um, and we started in heels because that was literally the highest pain point, right? Right. <laughs> you right. know, as a business person, I always advise people. If you're going to start a company, it's a lot easier to pay, to sell painkillers than to sell vitamins. So wow. Uh, so you know you, you want to focus on how you can solve someone's pain Problems. point. Sure. Whether it's physical, psychological, or organizational, if you can focus on that, then you'll have a successful business. Um, but anyway, so we focused only on high heels. Um, initially, because it, there was no one else doing anything like we were, right. we, we do. But the technology is good for our flats as well. Um, but getting back to the heels, so we started to go meet with clients to have uh, to fit the shoes on the clients to see how the technology works. And what we started to realize was number one, for the technology to work at its best. The fit has to be proper so that you don't slide forward because right. your arch has to meet at the right location. And then the next observation was, oh man, there are so many different foot types. It's like you know, you 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 start off going out to sell bras, you've got your C cups, and then you realize, oh man, there's there a lot of cups. women with A cups. There we go. Yeah. Right. So that's when we started to build. The various fittings, and over the last three years, that's how we have come up with 35 different variations. Um, there's currently seven different fittings as far as the last, and what the last is is the form or, that is used to make the the shoes, um, and and then you have different combinations of arch height. Um, so when you combine all of those things, you end up with 35 possible fits. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. before you go, tell us where we can find these fabulous shoes on the web. Sure. It's EnricoQueenie.com. I have been mispronouncing it. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's okay. E-N-R-I-C-O-C-U-I-N-I.com. And um, you can sign up for our newsletter to get notifications about our next pop-ups. And if you want, you can book a virtual fitting. Uh, we we will come on Zoom and and look at your pictures and talk to you about what your concerns are, what what problems you normally have. You know, we usually have you pull shoes that you currently have out of your closet and put mm-hmm. them on. Um, so that's that's kind of like the the perk of a, a, a virtual is that we we. Visit your closet and diagnose why you're having (laughs) so many issues. Yeah, (laughs) it'll change your life. Dr. (laughs) Taryn Rose, thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Dr. Hines. It was such a pleasure. Anytime you want to come back, you are more than welcome. Okay. Thank you so much. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Taryn Rose, and this is Dr. Carissa Hines with Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and we'll be back after a short break. Be sure to listen to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, 
a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In the Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we are back. That was an amazing, amazing segment with Dr. Taryn Rose uh, talking about um, feet and how your shoes play such an important part in keeping your feet healthy and free from pain. Uh, So just to give you a few quick tips before we go into our vitamin C on keeping your feet healthy, four tips. So number one, you want to manage any chronic medical conditions, uh, diabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension. Um, As Dr. Rose mentioned, if you are a diabetic, you have very, very special feet um, and you have to keep uh, keep on on top of that so that you can avoid uh, the problems that lead to infections and amputations, um, which are just the tragic endpoints of of a improperly managed um, diabetic condition in a diabetic foot. Um, You also want to be careful about going barefoot. Uh, You want to be careful about where you do that because there are fungus among us uh, and you definitely do not want that on your feet. Uh, That can be very difficult to treat. You want to wear the appropriate footwear for your situation. So for example, my fabulous Beverly boots would not be appropriate for a mountain high although I'm sure they would still be comfortable, but no. And you want to check your feet daily. And um, some years ago, I did a, um, a video segment, and I'll find it and repost it on how to check your feet um, because there are things that you have to look for. So now, into our vitamin C. So since we were talking about the foundation of our feet, I really was thinking about foundation, Okay, and what that means. And so looking for quotes. And so this is a quote from St. Augustine. Do you wish to be great? Then begin by being. Do you desire to construct a vast and lofty fabric? First, think about the foundations of humility. The higher your structure is to be, the deeper must be its foundation. And I think about that in in terms of our lives and and what we are building with our lives, right? So if you want to be anything and anything of any kind of accomplishment um, in your life, you most first begin, right? So you have to get started. And I know a lot of the times we um, hesitate in starting to build our dreams because of a lot of reasons, fear, lack of financing, lack of support. But as St. Augustine says, you, you, you have to just begin. Um, but you also have to be mindful of your foundation, because if you build uh, anything on a shaky foundation, it will not last. It will not be solid. It will not be safe. And so, you know, I remember a song when I was a kid. The song was um, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And, you know, I never really understood that song as a kid. You know, I was just in church because I had to be, um, you know, how that is. But as an adult, I think about those lyrics and I understand about having a solid rock, a solid foundation on which to stand be that you as a person, 
in your business dealings, in your in your life in general, a solid foundation is just so important. And so we really, really have to pay attention to what's happening at the bottom before we even begin to concern ourselves with what's happening at the top. Thank you so much for joining me again. This has been the best hour of my week. Uh, I thank you all for coming on this journey with me. Next week, we have our Money in Medicine segment with Mr. Brian Ford of Northwestern Mutual, and it is our last live broadcast of 2020. So I hope you all will be able to join us. Until we meet again, my friends, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Have a great week. Thanks. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to another Old Fashioned Health Network show on The Real 1100.